Well, there's a, you know, every week before we get into the message, we pray for another body of Christ, and this morning I felt like we should uh, pray for Growing Family Church and Pastor Larry Wilkins. They, they are great friends of ours. Uh, that's where uh, Brother Ted's going to be there tonight, and he's a good friend of ours too. And um, they just, you know, I just have a heart for Pastor Larry so much. He's just such a blessing uh, in my life, and we love him. I mean, we just love him. And uh, so I just ask this morning that you would join with me and just let your heart go out as we pray and lift up that body and lift up Pastor Larry and Glenda. Amen? All right, so Father, we just thank you. We thank you so much for Pastor Larry and Glenda and Growing Family Church, Lord. We just ask that your blessing would be poured out on them in, in such a way, Lord, that it is just unmistakably you who got involved. And Lord, we thank you that you are blessing growing family, Lord. You are bringing wisdom to that body. You are lifting up that body. You are bringing protection on that body, Lord. And we praise you for that. We thank you, Lord. Father, I just ask that, that leaders would rise up in that church to help make the vision that growing family has come to pass, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's turn to Isaiah 60 and verse 1 through 3. This and the Matthew 14 scripture are kind of our keys for the be the light. Last week we talked about need a light. You know, does the world need a light? Do you need a light? And this week we're talking about you are that light. You are that light. I think you're going to see some things that are different. Maybe you've never seen them before. I know there's one revelation that the Lord showed me a few months ago that we're going to spend some time on today. And when I saw it, I went, oh my goodness, I've never seen that before. But how important is it? And so let's look at Isaiah 60, verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Now this is talking about Jesus coming. And this is the attitude that every believer should have. No matter if they feel like they're in the dark or in the light. They should take this attitude on them. My job is to arise. Shine. For my light has come. Because even if it feels like man the world's crumbling on top of you. That's not the case. Those are symptoms that the devil's trying to throw on you. He's trying to get you to accept, but it's not the truth. The truth is that your light has come through Jesus Christ. He is the answer, and as we grab a hold of that truth and we continue in that truth, continue in that word that God's given us, we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. So our job is to say, that's a promise of God. That's a promise of God. And I don't care what it looks like or what my life looks like or my checkbook or my health. My job is to get up, arise, and know that the light has shone on me. Amen? So this is, this is a part of being the light because if you're like, oh man, here we go again. The devil's after me and it's always like this. You know, I mean, that's, you're just a beam of joy. You know, you're just a beam of light if you do that, right? No, no, you're not being the light at all. And our job is to be the light. Our job is to shine, especially when things go wrong. Why? Because the world's watching. 
The world's watching and saying, hey, are you shining? Are you, are you shining even though everything looks like it's horrible? And because they're going to go, when you actually go, man, everything has been horrible, but I know Jesus. But I know Jesus. And I know even if the situation I'm in looks impossible, if Jesus is for me, who can be against me? And all of a sudden, in the middle of that dark circumstance, you pick up hope and you start walking in that. All of a sudden, what happens is people take note. People take note. And they go, I want what they have. I, want, I see that their life might not be perfect, but they got something better than me. They got something beyond what I'm capable of understanding. And it's a hope, and it's a joy, and it's faith, and I need that. Amen? Amen. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Does it do you get the feeling that this is a, uh, a mission from heaven for you? Your job is to shine so that God can bring people, kings even, to the radiance of your glory. That's what the New Living says in verse 3. Matthew 5.14 says this. It says, you are the light of the world. You are. If you're a believer, you're the light of the world. If you're God's people, you're the light. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Our job as believers is to be the light. Everything we do, we talked about it last week, everything we do, every action, every thought, every Facebook post, <laughs> every, every, every tweet, it either turns the light up or it turns the light down. It either turns it up or it turns it down. And we have to understand as believers, my job is to turn the light up all the time. I should constantly be turning up the light in my life. Constantly be turning it up. Turning it up. Everything I do. If this, in other words, we should almost put a filter in front of every, well, no, not almost about it. We should. Everything we do, we should put a filter in front of it and say, does this turn the light up or does this turn the light down? You know, because sometimes it may be a fact that such and such talked about you and said this junk behind your back, it may just be a fact that that's exactly what happened. And then all of a sudden you want to get on Facebook and tell everybody about what a jerk such and such is. But what you do is you say, hey, is that turning up the light? It's not turning up the light. Is that thinking on good things, dwelling on things that are worthy of praise? No, that's not turning up the light. And so when we start to recognize that our job is to be the light, then we start taking uh, into consideration every action I have either turns the light up 
or turns the light down. And I have a responsibility to God. He's paid for this life. He's paid for this body. I would be dead without Him. I have a responsibility to let the love that He showed to me go back to Him by being the light in everything that I do. Amen? Amen. All right. So my goal in this series, like I said last week, is that to help you see very clearly that you should and can be the light everywhere, all the time. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, and I want to look at some scriptures here that I think that you'll find interesting. Today we're talking about you are that light. You're the light. And in verse 3, Genesis 1, you've all heard this, and Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let there be light. Now, we're going to go and we're going to read some more scriptures down around verse 13, 14, 15. And it says, and let there be the sun and the moon. And so what's interesting here is what God said in this first verse is not let there be a sun. He said the word light there means illumination. Let there be light and illumination. Let there be, uh, let me put it this way, let there be the light of hope. Let there be the light of the world. Let the light of God shine, because before this, in verse 1 and 2, it said that the world was basically in chaos and void. Okay, And he said, there needs to be a light. There needs to be hope. There needs to be more. Now this hope and this light, this is what empowers all the other natural lights like the sun. But we need the hope of God. And all of a sudden there was the hope and now we saw the beginning of the recreation of the earth there. So now let's turn to verse 14 because when I say, when he says, let there be lights again, I don't want you to think that it's the same thing. It's not. We'll come back to that. Then God said in verse 14, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, and the lesser lesser, uh, light to govern the night. He made the stars also. I, I like that. You know, there's billions upon billions, like billions times billions of stars, and, and this is what God says. Oh yeah, he made the stars also. You know, here's this, every star is like our sun, basically, and there's billions of them, there's billions in our galaxy, and then there's billions of galaxies, and it's like, and he gives it this little phrase, oh yeah, by the way, you know, just God who's so big and powerful, he made the stars too, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, how big is he, how powerful is he, and then when you think about that, and then he says, hey, if you'll just have faith, you can speak to this mountain and be removed. All of a sudden, when you start realizing, and he made the stars also, how big is your mountain that you're trying to overcome? Yeah. It's nothing to God. It's like, <gasps> gone mountain. That's all, all it has to be in God's hand. It's nothing to God. The question is, do you see God that way? That, and he made the stars also. Do you see him as that big? 
as that powerful. Now, here's the question. Here's a real question. Do you believe that this God that's that big and that powerful loves you that much? That's the question. Because most people, they know if they believe God, they believe he's that big, they believe he's that powerful, but most people don't think he can love them that much. And if that was the case, if he didn't love you that much, he would have never sent Jesus. But he did. Romans 8.32 says, If he loved me that much to send his son, how will he not with Jesus freely give us all things? And so we start to really learn about the heart of God. We start to see our problems melt away because he's big enough. Amen? All right. So, he says, and he made the stars also. Verse 17, and, and this, pay attention right here. God placed them, talking about the lights, he placed them in the expanse of heavens, of the heavens, to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good. Now, I was reading this recently and um, I got to verse 17 and there's a particular verse to me that's very important. It's one that the Lord kind of gave me some revelation on a while back. And it's become a foundation for a lot of the things that I talk about, particularly in the church and in the body. And so when I got to verse 17 and it said this, uh, it said, and God talking about the lights, he says he placed the lights. Well, that caught my attention because in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, there was another scripture that says, and God placed the members in the body. And so I've always looked in Genesis and I've read about the lights and I've read and said, man, this is, you know, it's interesting that he kind of gave so many details about the sun and the moon in these scriptures. And it's almost been one of those things like, that's kind of odd. Why did he give so much time talking about how he created the lights? But when you look at those lights, and you start to recognize that you also are lights in this world and in this earth, maybe, just maybe, there's some similarity between the lights that God placed in the heaven and you as a light on this earth. And so when we looked at, if you would, let's turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 18. In verse 17 it says, God placed the lights. God placed them. In 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it says, But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And then let's go to another verse. Let's go to Acts 13, verse 47. And in Acts 13, 47, it says this, For so the Lord has commanded us, and listen to this wording, I have placed you as a light for the Gentiles or as a light for people that don't know me yet. That you may bring, he's placed you as a light, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. You have a place as the light of God. You have a purpose as the light of God. And I want to look at, all right, now let's look back at the sun and the moon for a minute, and let's look at what God said about them in Genesis because I think that you'll find it very interesting how it parallels you as a light that's placed in the body of God, you as a light that's placed in this world. Your placement 
is important. In other words, in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it says that God takes a person and he says, I have designed a place for you in the whole of the body of Christ. Now, a lot of times we've talked about this before that, you know, well, we want to go to a church that's comfortable or we want to go to a place, you know, where my kids can enjoy it and this and that or whatever. We have all these reasons why we want to go to church. But if we're really looking at God and we're esteeming what he says, we should want to go to a church and go to a place where he's placed us. In other words, if we're honoring God, what we're doing is saying, Lord, Where do you want me to be? Where have you placed me? Now, that may not sound important until you start looking at the sun and the moon because the placement of the sun and the moon is what allows us to actually have life. And see, our placement in the body of God is very important and where he places us is incredibly important to how much life you have operating in you. And and just as important is how much life you're helping other people to have. And so what's important is not necessarily where you think it's... Guess what? You know, how many of us know everything God knows? No hands. I've got such a smart crowd this morning. It's awesome. <laughs> no hands. We, we, you don't know everything God knows. And so why should we think it's funny that God's going to ask us to do things beyond what we think? Why do you think that it's funny or weird when God asks you to go do something that doesn't make sense to you? If you knew everything that God knew, then everything he said would make sense. But if you don't know what he, he, he knows, then all of a sudden you, you are automatically in a place where God's going to ask you to do stuff that you don't fully understand, right? And so a lot of times we fuss and we argue and we go to the things that we understand and we completely throw away faith in the Word of God so that we can be in a place where we understand or where we're comfortable and what we're throwing away is the placement that God has for us. But our place is very, very important. Listen to this. The earth is located the right distance from the sun. Consider the temperature swings we encounter around the earth roughly minus 30 degrees to plus 120 degrees. That's the basic temperature swing of the earth. If the earth were any further away from the sun, we would all freeze. Any closer, we would burn up. Even a fractional variance in the earth's position to the sun would make life on earth impossible. How important is the placement of the light? How important is the placement of the sun to the earth? Without it, let me read it this way. If the earth were merely 1% closer to the sun, the oceans would vaporize, presenting the existence of life. 1%. On the other hand, if our planet were just 2% farther from the sun, the oceans would freeze and the rain that enables life would be non-existent. Not only that, but, but let, you know, the sun has, did you realize our sun has a particular color? It's a type of star, right? So if it was a different color, it would be important. You know what? Sometimes we have different anointings. In, in us, there's different anointings. And if we're anointed to be this one thing, and then we go and try to be something else, 
we start messing up the life and the placement of God. In our sun, it says this, if our sun were a different color, redder or bluer, photosynthesis would be impaired. Our sun is also the right mass and stability. If it was larger, its brightness would change too quickly and there would be unstable high-energy radiation. If it were smaller, our planet would be pulled closer to the sun, making gravity so strong the tidal forces would disrupt the Earth's rotational period, our days would slow to months, and we would either freeze or burn. Just like the sun as a life-giving light source in our solar system, you are the lights of this world. And God has placed you. God has anointed you. And when we fight God to try and get out of our place, the problem is we stop the flow of life that God has designed us for. If we're not in the right church, guess what? You're stopping on some level the flow of life. If you're, if you're making excuses for, for not being there or, or, or this or that, or everything, you're stopping the flow of life, not only in your own life, but in other people's lives as well. If you go into that church and, and God has anointed you and he's anointed you to you know, hold up Bibles and give away Bibles and, and you're not doing that, you're stopping a flow of the life that God has for you. If you, you know, well, I just want to be up front. I want to go talk and I want to go teach like Pastor Brian does. But you're not anointed for it. You're stopping the flow. You're changing the color of who God's made you to be. You're changing what it is. You are messing with the wisdom and the placement of God. And you don't want to do that because where he's got you placed at that time, at that season, is the perfect thing. Perfect. Because it's a part of God's plan. Our placement as the light is so very, very important. I know many of you have come because at times you came to Boomerang simply because the Lord said, you know, I know, I know sometimes he's woken you up in the morning and said, you better go to Boomerang this morning. <laughs> and, and that's important to listen to. You need to go. And we've had people that have come on that word. We've had people that have gone and thrown that word away. And the problem is they're stepping out of the place that God has placed them. We've had people that have come and they just wanted to be here, but this wasn't their place. And that's okay with us too. You need to be in the place where God has placed you because in that place you're going to be the life-giving source that God's called you to be. And if you're off by just a degree or two, just like the sun, life can come to a grinding halt. Life can come to a grinding halt not only in your life, but in the lives of people around you as well. Your placement is important. What he's called you to be as the light is important. You are placed as a light so that you can govern. And we'll talk about this some more in the next few months. But the church itself is actually called to govern this world. You know? Now, we have kind of uh, 
step back from that. <laughs> uh, our society has stepped back from what the church is called to do. But the church is called to govern, and there's some biblical proofs about that. But I want you to see just how it relates to these scriptures in Genesis. Let's look back at Genesis 1.14. Then God said, let there be lights. Now the difference here in verse 3, it said, let there be light. That meant, let there be illumination. And let me just throw this out there too. All of your illumination and wisdom, who should it come from? When we start trying to reach into illumination and wisdom that doesn't come from him, are we messing up? Yep. So here's the illumination. We need to be lit, not by our own illumination, not by man's illumination or the world. We need to be lit by the illumination of God. That's the only way for us to be the proper light. And now here in verse 14 where it says, let there be lights, what it says, the word there, lights, means illuminated bodies. And that's what we are. We can't light ourselves by ourselves. We are lit up through Christ. And through God, God illuminates us so that we will shine the glory and the light of God in the world. Amen? Amen. It says, let there be lights, luminous bodies, in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Part of our job on this earth is to be able to help people see this is dark and this is light. To be able to separate this is God and this is not. This is sin and this is holiness. We need to be able to see that. Now, it's not our job necessarily. It's like the sun's not up there going, hey, this is day. You know, it's not doing that. But it kind of is day by the way he lives. By the way the sun shines, it's obvious what's day and what's night. Our job in being the light is to live in such a way that people, it becomes obvious to them that, hey, he's a light. And he's shining the goodness and the love of God. <clears throat> and it says in verse 14, And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. In other words, our job as the light of God is to help show the times, the signs of the times. Our job is to be, a, a, um, what's the, the announcer? What's that called? The, the town crier, right? Our job is to let them know, hey, this is what's up. Just like we had that word in worship this morning that I told you a couple of days ago, we prayed about a couple of days ago on Thursday. My job was to be a light and say, hey, Pray against the attacks because they're coming and they will be foiled. That's our job, to announce what's happening. Well, on the next day, that was Thursday, on Friday, man, phone call after phone call. I mean, me and Nicole looked at each other, the phone was ringing again, and it's like, good night, what is going on? You know. Well, and everything's coming uh, to nothing. All the attacks are coming to nothing. Everything's turning out good. But here's the thing. Our job was to say, hey, pray right now. Pray right now. Our job was to be a light to the sign of the times. Hey, here's what's coming up. Here's what's going on right now. The world is turning dark. Our job is to, by being the light to show the world, hey, this is a dark time that's coming. It's a really important time for you to learn how to shine. Yeah. Amen? To be connected to the light. Verse 15. And let them be for lights in the expanse of heavens to give light on the earth. 
If the sun and the moon were to give light on the earth, our job as placed in the body of Christ as a light is to also give light to the earth. To give a hope. To let the hope of God start to rise up in people. People should look at us and they should see a light of Christ. They should look at us and look at our lives and they should take hope. If it can be okay with them, I think it can be okay with me too. They should see us in the dark moments when it's dark and deep darkness is on the people and yet we rise and we shine because our light has come through Jesus Christ. And then it says your radiance will draw them. We should be bringing light to the earth. Turning up the light, not turning it down. And, and God made, verse 16, God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. And he made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of heavens to give light on the earth. Your placement is a key to give that life, your placement in the body of Christ. If you're going to give light properly, again, it's important for you to say, Lord, what's my place? What's my place? And then when he tells you, actually do something about it. You know, Because a lot of times we're like, oh, Lord, what's my place? Well, I want you to, you know, I, I want you to go do something you're uncomfortable with. Oh, what, Lord, that must not be my place. What's my place? You know, and a lot of times that's the way we treat God. But when we hear it from the Lord and we know it's Him, we need to be able to say, okay. And if you've called me into that place, even if I'm uncomfortable, I know that you will empower me to shine or you wouldn't be putting me in that place. Amen? Y'all are not amening this morning. It's been very light. God placed them, and then verse 18, to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. I want you to look. The part, a part of the place that God gave the sun and the moon was to govern, and this literally means to rule the day and the night, to govern it. Our job as the church is to govern those that are walking in the light of God and those that are not walking in the light of God. Our job is to take people and whether they're uh, in the light in the day or they're in the night in the darkness, whether they know Christ or they don't know Christ, our job to be the light is to help govern them to the place where they can walk more and more and more in the day. Here's another example. Our job is to bring the light, no matter if light, life at that time looks light or looks dark. In other words, some days your day may look. In other words, attacks are coming. Persecution will come. That's, it's going to. Temptations will come. Our job is to govern the dark times of temptation, and the blessed times where everything's going great. Our job is to be the light no matter what it looks like. No matter what's happening at your doorstep. Whether you got somebody throwing a fit and raising cane, or you got just you know your neighbor singing your praises. It makes no difference what's happening at your doorstep of life. It doesn't matter. My job is to govern it by being the light. That's our job. So be that light. And when we do that, God looks at it. 
He sees the separation of the light from the darkness and he says, that's good. That's what I want. So, here in Isaiah 42, 6 and 7, it says, I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will also hold you by the hand. I will watch over you and I will appoint you as a covenant to the people as a light to the nations. To open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon, and those who dwell in darkness from the prison. This is what He's appointed you and anointed you to be. The light, no matter what's going on. In righteousness, He said, you're the light. And in righteousness, He said, I want you to pull them out of those dungeons. I want you to pull them out of that darkness. I want you to bring that light through Jesus Christ. I want you, through Christ, to be able to reach into that darkness and pull them up out of that light to rescue them from where the world and the devil's got them gripped. I want you to be able to reach into that, grab a hold of them, and pull them into that light. This is a part of our call. Now, you don't necessarily do that by, you know, walking up to your neighbor who's in sin and being, you better get your stuff straight. That, that's not how you do that. You know, that's not what it's saying to do. It's saying you live a life of the light, and all of a sudden what happens is this person, he is interested. I need more of that. And at just the right moment, He'll ask you a question. How can I have that? And at that moment, you're able to reach, grab him by the hand and say, come on and come into the light. And that's how it's supposed to work. But it really begins with you living the life that God's called you to be. Not trying to force feed light. You know, it's like, oh, you're dark here. Open your mouth. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be. A lot of times that's what we've done in the church. We've tried to force feed well this is really good stuff you know it's like it's like yeah this is really good you need this you know but that's not the way it's supposed thank you roger for not flipping out right there but a lot of times that's what we have done in the church that's not the way it's supposed to be our job is to be the light and it will naturally show to the unbeliever this is right this is wrong i need to go this way can you help me Oh, yes, I can. Because we know somebody who's real, who's true in Jesus Christ. We know somebody who will shine in your life. And when He shines in your life, it'll help you beat back all the darkness everywhere. It's our job. Isaiah 49.6, He says, Is it too small a thing that you should be My servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel? And here it is. I will also make you a light of the nations so that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. In you being the light and accepting the responsibility of being the light, what you're doing is you are partnering with the plan of God and allowing God now to work and flow through you to bring salvation to all the people. You're allowing God now to work through you and with you. Well, if God wanted that, He could just force me. Yes, He could, except that He said He's not going to force you. 
He said, I'm going to work with you. I want to partner with you. I don't want you to do something because I'm forcing you to. I want you to do something because you love me and I'll do things because I love you. And now we have the power to do everything that we need to do. And so what we're saying is, Lord, I do love you. I do love you. Now, I accept the responsibility to be the light. And as soon as we step into that place, God says, now we can work together. Watch what happens as you allow me to place you and shine through you. And we actually literally bring the salvation of Christ to the nations, to the people all around the world. Right now, it would probably just begin in your workplace, in your home, in your friends' lives and their families. But that's how it begins. Now, as we've read all this, let's look one more time at Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. Arise, church, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and His glory will appear upon you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. The New Living, in verse 3 again, it says this. It says, all nations will come to your light. As you accept the responsibility to be the light, as you accept the responsibility to make choices that turn the light up and don't turn the light down, as you accept the responsibility to be a disciple of the light of Christ, then your light will rise and nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. You know, and just as a, you know, how many mighty kings have been coming to see the church's radiance? Not that many, has it? So have we been doing a good job? Not really. So do we have some stuff to change? In other words, there's some things that got to change because this is true. This is a promise. If we're doing this correctly, that's the stuff that happens. If we're not seeing that stuff happens, then there's some change that needs to happen here. There's some change that needs to happen here. We've got to accept the responsibility to say, Lord, I, I recognize I hadn't been shining like you've asked me to shine. But today, today, we change. Today, we're rising up. Today, we're letting the light shine through us. Today, we will be the light. Everywhere we go, in everything we do, we will be the light. And this year, in 2015, you're going to be seeing be the light all year long. So you might as well like it and get used to it. Because it's going to be hanging up. It's going to be on posters and all kinds. Be the light. You know, I, I, want, to, I want you to hear it so many times. I, I hope you dream about it. Now, I, thank, thank you, Lord. I ask that you, they dream about being the light. Amen. 
Now y'all, now y'all going to dream about it. So, amen. So, Lord, I just ask that you put it on their hearts and their minds all the time. I got to be the light. And when somebody does them wrong and they're like, mm, you go be the light. And then so they, they put that way. And, and, Lord, I just ask that they'll see to be the light everywhere they go and everything that they do. It's not just for today. It's not just for 2015. It's just a focus this year. It's for all time. You're called anointed and placed in the earth to be the light that God's called you to be. Everything you do, everything, either turns the light up or turns it down, it's time to let our light shine. Turn it up. Be the light. Let's just stand. Right now, right now, you may be saying, Brian, I want to be the light, but I don't feel very lit. And you want more of the fire of God. You want more of the light of God. I just ask you, come forward right now. Amen. <laughs> if you want prayer for anything whatsoever, I just ask that you come forward. Just say, I need the light. I want to be the light. It can be just that you recognize I haven't been the light that God's called me to be. Maybe you have a particular thing. If you have something in particular you want to ask for or say, you just tell me when I come by. Let's just play some music. It can be little, it can be big. It really doesn't matter. You just know that you need more of God today. And the Lord knows that too. And He asked me to pray over you. That you can be the light. Father, I just thank You. If that's You and you're sitting back there and you go, Man, I need... I need to go ahead and go on up there. I didn't move right away, but I still need to go. You come up at any time. Father, I just ask right now that the light of God would be in each one of these people. That as they made the decision, Lord, to step out and say, I need more of you. Lord, they're honoring you. They're desiring for your will to be done in their lives. And I just ask that it would be according to your will. That their honor, you would honor their honor of you. That you would honor what they have esteemed. They've said, Lord... I need you. I want you. I want more of you. I just ask, Father, right now that you would bless them for stepping out. I just ask that you would agree with me in prayer as we pray. Father, just thank you for your light. Thank you, Father, for burning away the chaff, burning away the trash. And bring in the light of God in new ways, Lord. Father, I just thank you that your light is coming in new ways right now to this home, to this man, to this man of God. That new light is coming. Father, and beyond all the stuff, you saw the stuff and you forgave them anyway. You saw the stuff. And you didn't hold them at the place of condemnation. It says in Christ there is now therefore no 
condemnation. Lord, we receive forgiveness and peace and the weight fallen off in Jesus' name. Light of God, be. Lord, we just thank You to be set on fire in Jesus' name. To be lit up in every way. We praise You for it. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father, for Your fire. Thank You for overflowing rivers of living water. Not streams, but rivers of living water flowing out of Him. Holy Spirit, we just thank You for filling Him in every way. Thank You, Father, for that fire of God. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Father, for Your love poured out in ways that are so far beyond us. We don't don't even understand them, but we know who it is. We understand who it is. And we understand the heart that You have for us. Lord, let Your heart be made manifest and life overflow in every way, in everything. Life of God, be. Light of God, be. In Jesus' name. Lord, we just ask You right now for wisdom, Lord. Wisdom of God rising up. Your Word says that if we lack wisdom, we can ask You and You give it freely. We just receive that freely. In Jesus' name, thank You. Thank You, Father. Let us not disbelieve but you are bringing that wisdom. Let us not waver in that faith. You're bringing wisdom. Lord, we receive it in Jesus' name. Light him up, Lord. Light him up in Jesus' name. Anything in particular? Okay. Father, we just ask that Roger would just be lit up in you. Beyond what he's ever experienced, the fire of God rise in him. We thank you, Father, for it. We thank you for overflowing in the Spirit of God. Rivers of living water flowing and overflowing out of his belly, out of his spirit. Life of God be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this fire. Lord, you've called him to have a regenerating fire, regenerating fire, a dynamo of your power and your fire, Lord. We thank you for him lighting up in you. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Father. Yes, sir. Thank you, Father, for every need being met. Thank you, Father, for every, everything that the devil would try to pull that it would be cleared away. And Lord, I just ask You right now for the strength of God to make the decisions that You have called Him to make. Lord, thank You for Your power. Thank You for Your blessing, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Father, we just pray that eyes of understanding would be enlightened and open to the perfectness of Your will and the strength strength of You, Lord that helps him make every decision that you'd have him make and step into the perfection of your will. In Jesus' name, amen.
anything in particular. Light of God be in Jesus' name. Filled up, overflowing. Father, we thank you for your light. Thank you, Lord, for light growing and multiplying in you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Nicole, will you come up here, please? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Anything in particular? Lord, we just thank you for strength in every area. Strength of God be. Lord, let your life and your light rise up. And Barbara, Lord, let your light and life rise up in her to strengthen her. Lord, thank you for your strength. Strength that goes beyond what we're capable of. Peace that passes understanding. And life that shines brighter than the sun. Life and light that shines brighter than the sun, but shines of the sun, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for life hitting her body, her family, her work. Lord, her mind, let life shine in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? As Before we wrap up. Thank y'all for coming up. Father, we just let's just pray together. Just say, Father, I just ask that I would see clearly how to be that light. How to live that light. And Lord, let your light shine in me. In every way. In everything. Let your light burn. Brighter than it ever has before. Let us be lit in our place and light up this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for coming out today. Have a great day. We love you. I want to say good night, but it's not night. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you later.